Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Susan Wiggs, a New York Times number one best-selling author, and she's from our own Puget Sound area because it is home to Susan now. Susan has authored over 70 books. That's amazing. And she continues to follow her passion and provide us with wonderful stories and great escapes. Today, Susan joins us to share some insights into her newest novel, The Twelve Dogs of Christmas. Yes, a perfect book for the season, a perfect escape on a gray, gray autumn day. So let's find out more about this special book. Susan Wiggs, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. I always love talking to you, Kate. Thank you for having me. Well, I am so excited. It's always fun to connect with you because there's great stories and adventures to talk about. And, of course, the reason we're here is because you do have a new book. And it's very exciting here in, you know, as winter is about to start and all the holiday season. It's a real perfect one, isn't it? I have a Christmas book out. How how crazy is that? I don't consider myself like a traditional Christmas um, author, you know, that has a, a new Christmas story every year. Um, but this year, um, I, I sneaked one out, and I'm so pleased with it. I'm so pleased with the reader feedback because it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um, it's the 12 Dogs of Christmas. It's about uh, dog rescue and falling in love and and having mishaps in the snow and um, I'm just I couldn't be happier with it. <laughs> well, all of that is within the covers of this uh, m- amazing book. Such a wonderful story. And you said it's a topic near and dear to your heart. So you said you know you don't typically come out with a Christmas book, so it's not necessarily the Christmas theme. So I'm going to guess it might have to do with the dog theme. Yes. <laughs> it w- well, it was kind of a perfect storm because, um, you know, commercial publishing, my, my publisher, HarperCollins, is all in it to make, you know, bestsellers and to make readers happy. And so um, they came to my editor and they said, we think Susan should have a Christmas book out. It's been 10 years. I have had a previous Christmas book or two, but it was a long time ago. And they said, not only that, this is the way commercial minds work, the sales department, this is not the editorial department, but the sales department said, look, there was a Christmas book out a couple years ago that sold like hotcakes, and it had a dog on the cover. So we think Susan should do a Christmas book, and we'll put a dog on the cover. (laughs) And I said, well, the funny thing, you know, the Christmas book with the dog on the cover was by Debbie Maycomber, so maybe don't you think she had something to do with how come it sold like hotcakes? (laughs) And so we kind of had a laugh about that, but I said, you know, um, there is something that I would love to write about, um, and because I had just gone through this process and kind of discovered some things about um, dog rescue, pet rescue, is um, that I, um, it's a whole, actually, it's a whole subculture. There's a whole thing going on where um, the, the fascinating bit that I wasn't very familiar with, but I am now, is that you can adopt a dog, you know, far away in Texas and have it shipped to you um, in Louisiana. And this is something that started... Back during Hurricane Katrina, that disaster years and years ago, and there were so many stray pets and homeless pets after that, that the local area just couldn't support them all. It couldn't absorb 
the dogs and cats that needed homes. So they started this practice of, you know, rounding up dogs, putting them in a van or on some sort of transport, and taking them to communities where there are not that many available dogs, and that's usually in the north, the northeast, the Pacific Northwest. And so I found an outfit in Texas that only sends their dogs to Portland and Seattle. And you meet your prospective adoptee on a Zoom call and fall in love, of course. We fell in love with little Doug. He's a little, he's a chihuahua, chihuahua <laughs> wiener dog mix. <laughs> and I know, I know. And we, we just couldn't resist him. And so we arranged to have him um, um, brought up on this pet transport. And it's a few hundred dollars, but well worth it for the care that the transporters offer the dog. And it's almost like, it was almost like making a drug deal. They said, <laughs> you know, be at this parking lot in Olympia at two o'clock and have your, you know, have your ID ready and your receipts and everything. And sure enough, um, it was, it actually was like a cute drug deal because all the families were there. We were all waiting for our dogs and they threw open the doors to this, um, I guess it was a sprinter van or a transit van or something like that. And there were just like a dozen dogs in there and big, small puppies, older dogs, you know, you name it. And we all got a dog to take home that day. And it was just such a heartwarming experience. And I kind of bonded with the foster mother and Doug and his foster and his sister, Daisy, who we got from a a more local area in in Gig Harbor. Um, We got them both the same week. Um, And and they're very similar dogs, but they're not related. Anyway, um, they're both really, really good dogs. And I, and, and I know because I've had bad dogs. And I think, I think that the reason is that they were never in a shelter. They were only ever fostered in like a, somebody's home. And so his, um, Doug's foster mom, a woman named Brenda in Texas, we just kind of corresponded, you know, emailing or texting or whatever. And um, I got to know her a little bit. And I ended up making her the heroine of the 12 dogs of Christmas. <laughs> and so my publisher was, hey, you know, they said, we want a dog on the cover. And I said, how about 12 dogs? <laughs> and if you see a copy of the book, you can see it online or in the bookstores. It's got uh, the, the finished book. I hope they say, do they send you a finished copy with the, the whole book jacket on it? I can't remember what they sent you. Anyway, the, the one with, yeah, the one with the book jacket, because they, they sent me the book cover, and I said, this is hands down the cutest book cover that you've ever put on a book. It, it's so cute. And I said, but there's only eight dogs on the cover. And they said, well, we're going to wrap it around the back and put all the dogs on the cover, because they were very excited about the book, too, because it's, it's such a classic rom-com, Kate. I'm, <laughs> I was quite shameless. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was quite shameless in making it just romantic and funny. Um, you know, everybody's got a, a problem to solve in the book, but it's not a big, traumatic, you know, serious book problem like many of my books have. And the other thing is that here's another little tidbit about commercial publishing. It was just really tight because when you do a Christmas book, there's only a certain time of year that you can have it published, 
you know. Of course. And it has to be October, November, December, because that's the selling season. You know, the sales kind of fall off a cliff after Christmas, and so they have to try to bunch all the sales in those, those three months before Christmas. And so I was on a real tight deadline, and so I thought the only way I'm going to accomplish this is if I get totally involved in the story and make myself laugh. And so <laughs> that's pretty much what I did from the beginning to end. And I managed to get the book out in time, get it finished in time. They put the, like I said, the cutest cover I've ever had, hands down. And it's out and about, out in the world. And it's been so much fun hearing from book lovers and readers, uh, dog lovers and, and book lovers, because... Um, I've discovered that a lot of book people love dogs. Yes, I I think that that definitely has a way of going hand in hand. And and this is such a, a wonderful book. I have loved it. The story is so engaging. I'm, I'm glad you laughed through it and had such delight with it because I think that really jumps off the page and, and brings lots of smiles in, into our own hearts. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think there's really only two Christmas stories that we tell again and again and again, and that is either Gift of the Magi, where, mm-hmm. you know, both parties sacrifice something for the greater good, or Scrooge. Yes. And so this one is definitely Scrooge because it's funnier. Um, <laughs> you know, we have Brenda, the main character, who just, you know, she is She's had it with Christmas. She's had horrible experiences at Christmas time. She's like, I'm never doing Christmas again. I'm going to escape. I'm going to run away. I'm going to drive this van load of dogs from Texas to Avalon, New York, and, and drop them off and just totally miss Christmas. And so that's her plan. And, of course, as in all rom-coms, you know, the plan goes awry, and she finds herself in a little tiny village, snowy village in the Catskills, that is like all about Christmas. It's like Leavenworth up around us yes. in, in Washington. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Well, and and even though she can be that kind of little Scroogella type of character, she she's yeah. really a, a, a wonderful person. And I think there are many parts of her that all of us could relate to, at least at some point in our lives. Uh, but she loves dogs, so you know she is definitely good people. Well, that's right. I know. She she is Scrooge, but, you know, throw in a, a dog that she adores and would do anything for. Um, and, of course, she's got the kooky sidekick best friend, Dolly, who who is driving the dogs with her. And, um, you know, Dolly adds further humor and complications. And, um, and I also um, included what my editor likes to call an Easter egg for readers. And that is that uh, when you kind of hide a little bit of insider info in a book um, for readers, and it was that um, the story takes place in Avalon, New York, and that is my little made-up town where all of my series, The Lakeshore Chronicles, takes place. Oh, that's it. Okay. (laughs) Ah. You got like a familiar vibe of that place. It's because um, I wrote 11 books that all take place in that town. And as I was dreaming up, you know, where is Brenda going to drive these dogs to? Um, I thought, of course, that, you know, the snowy <laughs> Catskills town is just tailor-made for that. So, indeed, that's what we did. Well, 
Isn't that fun? And have you had that kind of fan mail regarding that? You know, people letting yes. you know they found that. Yes, they said, oh, I've been waiting and waiting for the next Lakeshore Chronicles book. And here it is. And it stars Adam. Adam is a um, he's the paramedic who, um, of course, is, you know, the most awesome love interest. And he was just a, a secondary character in some previous books. And I'm sure readers, um, longtime readers were probably intrigued by him. And so <laughs> he gets to have an appearance and uh, we get to kind of meet him and see what's going on with him, you know, kind of catch up with this world that I built years and years ago that readers have kind of kept alive. I'm really grateful for that. Oh, absolutely. And it then it just adds that layer of delight in it, too, is to reconnect because these characters really take hold in our heart, in our minds, and, and we want to know what's going to happen with them. And, you know, you're the one who brings them to life. So thank you, Susan Wiggs. Oh, thank you, Kate, for saying that. It, it, it takes me back to the books that I loved when I was a, a kid and, and a, a young reader, and I would I would um, just glom onto these books that came in a series, and I would they they felt like family members. So yeah, thank you for letting me know that. Yeah. Oh, you bet. And you know what's fun about that too is that that piece of you comes through in Brenda where she's this aspiring writer and wants to put that uh you know on the printed page for kids so you know it's it's wonderful again to weave that into the story oh thank well see and that's another writer's trick if if you have some some working writers who listen to your to your show um and that is when I when I'm on a when I have a real tight deadline I try to save time on things like doing research. And so (laughs) instead of giving her a job that I had to do a deep dive and research and interview people and figure out what her day was like and, you know, how things went for her, I realized I don't have time for that. But I do know um, the ins and outs of a job in publishing. And so I made her an aspiring writer. And that was fun for me, too, because it kind of took me back to – those days, you know, nobody nobody wants to pay you to be an aspiring writer. <laughs> so you kind of scramble to either have a patron of the arts <laughs> or, you know, um, make give yourself a legit job to make a living while you're trying to, you know, find your footing in publishing. And, and so I kind of accessed that part of me that, um, gosh, I was such a striver. You know, I was so determined from, like, grade three on, (laughs) I was going to be a writer and I was going to publish my books. And so um, um, it's kind of cool that eventually, thanks to readers and a lot of hard work and a lot of um, sweat and tears and also joy, um, I I got myself to this place. So um, that was kind of a a pleasurable part of the book is I I was able to access um, something that was so real to me. And and you made that so real in Brenda, too, because she struggles with being a writer. So that's not just some made-up thing. You've been in that place. Right. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. And when her, her new friend, who happens to be a really good creative editor and, and a consultant to um, um, New York publishers, um, had that hard conversation, and she was like, look, Brenda, you've got some skill here. You're a good writer, but this this is not... This is not doing it. You're holding back. And it reminded me that that was kind of the 
the mountain that I had to climb is when you first start out, um, it's very intimidating to write from your heart and to expose yourself on paper. And so you tend to hold back. And of course, in the book, that's, you know, that was Brenda's big issue is that she was not putting her heart on paper in a way that is going to resonate with readers. And so um, it was, it was a good exercise for me to go back to me, you know, 30 years ago, 37 years ago, actually, um, <laughs> trying, you know, just trying so hard to, um, to figure out this writing game and realizing that just like Dorothy at the end of Wizard of Oz, the power was in me all the time. I just had to believe hard enough that, you know, the universe would not collapse if I let it all out. <laughs> yes. And and that is so key. That runs really through the entire novel. And, and there's a really great line that Adam makes that it's, I noted it because I thought, oh, this is so key to us oh. in our life. There's a bigger risk in not taking the chance. And yes. look how that applies, you know. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for pointing that out. You're like the ideal reader. You you like highlight things and remember things. Well, and I, you know, I it must that. it must be the English teacher in me who just kind of takes note <laughs> of these things. But yeah. yeah, it's fun to see how it all weaves together. And so, in doing this, and you were saying you were saving time by having Brenda be uh, an aspiring writer. You mm-hmm. said how you had that time frame that you had to produce this book, The Twelve Dogs of Christmas. So how long did you actually take in writing it? Um, you know what? I would say from start to finish, and of course there's always other writing things that go on because I was I, I had a, a book out, Welcome to Beachtown, we talked yes. about earlier this year. And right. so I was working on promoting that and, you know, doing all that kind of um stuff concurrently but I would say start to finish I'm thinking like five months and for me that's super fast for most people it's super fast there are some writers who can you know toss it off like that but um um it's a I would say I think it's a 75,000 word book a full-length novel is about a hundred thousand words it's about 75,000 words and that was me just writing every day oh I remember you know what Kate I was in Germany writing it. I had scheduled a a trip to Berlin um, to do some research for another book that is in progress, I guess. And I was in Berlin and I remember I opened my notebook because I write all my books out in longhand first before I ever commit them to the computer. And I opened it up, my brand new fresh notebook, and wrote chapter one, 12 (laughs) Dogs of Christmas. And yeah, so that was um, yeah, that so that was September. Yep, I think I took about five months. And then my editor, God, she's a rock star. She had to take her kids on spring break, like the day that I turned it in, and she literally had twelve hours to like turn it around. And she sat up like you know half the night and she edited the whole book and got it back to me for my revisions. And I remember being very shocked by that and and very impressed. So hats off to to hardworking editors, too. Oh, no kidding. We don't even necessarily think of it unless we're in that business. But that that seems like a rock star. 
It, it is. It, well, and, and another thing about my editor, she, she, uh, we're also, um, we're friends. She's got a, she's married to a lovely, the, the poet Taylor Molly, and they have two little kids. Um, I think they're like five and seven now. And um, they love to come visit me every summer because Bainbridge Island is lovely in the summer. And we have a nice um, guest house that's really great for kids. And they just love to come to the beach. And we always spend like a weekend every summer together. And so that her kids, of course, fell in love with my dogs. <laughs> and they went home this last summer. You know, I had, we, we were just talking about the book. And I had just, you know, we had finished all the all the business on the book and her kids were dying for a dog and they adopted um, a puppy when they got home <laughs> and, named, and named him Piglet. And so I put a picture of Piglet on, on my Instagram feed with um, um, my editor's little daughter and it got, I think, the most likes of any picture like this whole year. So if you're readers want to be bowled over by cuteness they can go to my instagram feed it's susan underscore wigs underscore on instagram and uh feast their eyes there's so many pet pictures because the other thing that um my publisher is doing right now is they're doing a pet photo contest where you send in a photo of your dog with the book with the 12 dogs of Christmas, like posed with the book somehow. And they're going to do a drawing and you can, I don't know that you win a Susan Wiggs library or something. And so um, I think those are starting to come in this week. So prepare for lots of really cute dog pictures. Well, and that's good to know that that's happening because, you know, we have a lot of dog lovers. Uh, I, I think Washington seems to be like a haven for for people who loves do- love dogs. So uh, We're good to our dogs here, I, yes. And, yeah. and uh, I'm grateful to anybody who would rescue a dog. I mean, it, and some of them are so challenging. You know, some of them are, you know, they come from bad backgrounds or they're elderly or something. And... Um, anybody who would open their home. In fact, shout out to, I had an event yesterday at Litchfield Books. It was in Polly's Island, um, North Carolina, or South Carolina. So, uh, and after the, um, the luncheon that I spoke at and did a signing, they went back to the bookstore and had um, an adoption event for senior dogs. Oh, oh. I know. Right. Yes. Exactly. So heartwarming. Absolutely. It you know, having um, within the last year, uh, needing to put a dog to rest, the fact that someone takes in an elderly dog and you know that it's going to be a shorter time you spend with them, uh, you know, yep. huge kudos to them for being so vulnerable and accepting and loving. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It can't be easy. I, I, I've done it myself. I think the dogs in this event were um, age six and up, and so yeah, you don't get to keep it as long, but they need love too. They oh. need home too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So yep. yes, big hearts and dogs that just uh, really, I believe, based on my personal experience, make us into better people. They do. They do. Oh, you yes. you want to be that person that your dog actually thinks you are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, the, the dog will stand up and holler every time you walk in the room. And um, it's just it's really heartwarming. 
So on the cover and wrapped around the back, and I only do have the the uh, advanced proof copy, so I only oh, okay. see the the front. But you were telling us that the, all twelve dogs are there. Where did they get these dogs? I mean, they, it looks so authentic. I was thinking th- it does. I know, and it looks like they did a photo shoot. But you know, with with um, um, the way the the refinements of Photoshop and artificial intelligence, I think um, they just created the cover as a collage. But it looks pretty seamless. They do a good job um, making the the scene look authentic, and so I do think that they. Of course, I sent them pictures of my dogs and my past dogs. Oh, look how cute. And they weren't able to use any of mine. But um, the finished copy also has a precious little chihuahua on the spine. And I did have, um, you know, one of the best dogs I've ever had was Lenny the Chihuahua. And so he did make the cut. But, no, I think they just found some really sweet, cute dogs to decorate the cover of my book. And like I said, I have had um, my ups and downs on cover art and cover art is so key to the sales pattern of a book. You know, it's really, really got to grab the reader and speak to the right reader and say the right thing about the book. And this one, it's one of those covers that you look at and you say, Oh, I know what this is. (laughs) This is a heartwarming rom-com about Christmas and dogs. And and that's pretty much it, isn't it? It it is. And, and, but it's a big story and we get to just revel in this wonderful uh, small town of the village of Avalon. And what could be better than, you know, on these dark, wet days of November here in the Puget Sound. I know. Yes. Yeah, we've been through it weather-wise in the last few days, haven't we? We have. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's the cycles of nature, and uh, I appreciate having the moisture because we've been sort of in a drought period. So this is good. Well, not only that, it's like the perfect time to curl up with a good book yes and who doesn't want to do that yes so light the fire in the fireplace or turn on the gas and have that fireplace and and just curl yeah. up with this wonderful book and so i'm going to go back to what you said earlier about debbie debbie maycomber and her book about dogs but she gives a a, a great acclamation here about this book says don't miss this charming christmas tale of thawing hearts escaping dogs and finding home i couldn't help digging into this book with both paws i know so cute so good she's you know what she's the she's like the perfect writer she's a friend to it she's really talented in her own right and she's just so generous with her praise for other writers. And also, her she's like any writer that I know, successful writer. We're all avid readers, you know. Ask any working writer, what are you, you know, when you're not writing, what are you doing? Oh, well, I'm reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. Because the stories just really need to be alive in us all the time. And words, I don't know, we, we just need to be filled with words. I know, Kate. I'm waiting for you to uh, finally take a breath and start writing your story. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) that's interesting. The story that um, came to me kind of in the last years of my mother's life was asking her to talk about her life. And, um, you know, and I have those notes and sadly she's not with us anymore. So I have to kind of just live with that. So and my family does keep bugging me about getting that. So 
that well, you're won't... <laughs> a natural storyteller. It's one reason that you've been so successful with this show is that you're a natural storyteller. You know how the rhythm of a narrative works, and I fully expect that one day... There, uh, we're going to see a story from you. I think we should. Well, gosh, that is really incredibly kind and generous of you to say so, Susan. Who knows? You no, know, I'm just I'm a, I'm a reader. I want to read your story. <laughs> well, I will certainly have to give that more thought. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but in the meantime, here we have a beautiful book. Uh, yes, at the right time of now. it's in stores. So. You know, check out your local favorite bookstore. That's great. We want to support our our local bookshops. That would be absolutely perfect. Uh, this is a season, and also part of the season is gifting. It's a great gift for this season. Ooh, good idea. Right? Yes, I like that idea. Absolutely. So keep all of that in mind. And Susan, of course, you have your website. You mentioned your Instagram. So let's mention that once yep. again. Well, they can, you know what? The simplest thing is to go to SusanWiggs.com, okay. and there are the little icons at the top, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you know, choose your poison. <laughs> <laughs> and you can click that, and it will click you through to, um, to your, your social media of choice. And awesome. the one that I'm probably most active on, because it, it's the simplest for me, is Instagram, um, I love to take pictures. I love looking at pictures. And so that's the one where you'll meet D- Doug and Daisy in person or look at a video of epic rain that we're having. So, <laughs> yeah, plenty of things to play with on your phone while you're standing in line or whatever. It seems to be what I tend to do. Plus, there is that wonderful kind of contest going on presently. So oh, that's yes. another good reason, yes. right? Yes, you'll find links to that, and um, you can sign up for my newsletter, whatever. But yeah, I'm excited to see what the contest yields, the drawing for the pictures with the dogs in the book. Excited yes, for that. Absolutely. Well, this has been delightful. It's always, of course, so much fun to talk with you. And I just love all the wealth of the background you shared with us with this book, with the 12 Dogs of Christmas, uh, where it's a must read for this season. It's great fun and heartwarming. So, Susan, thank you so greatly for your talent in bringing us wonderful stories and, of course, taking time with us today. Thank you, Kate. I always love talking with you. And uh, sit down and write that story one of these days. (laughs) Okay. I'm listening, Susan. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Susan Wiggs and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Jonathan Howard. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email K-A-T-E-D at warm1069.com and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of finding hope and purpose in your personal way. Have a week of the same and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.